In Matthew chapter 24, verse 14, Jesus said that this gospel of the kingdom would be preached in all the earth, and then the end shall come. Our commitment to taking the gospel and mission's passion to the ends of the earth will only rise to the reality of our passion that Jesus should be king, and with that, a passion for the day of his earthly reign to appear. Hello everyone, I'm Joe Van Hoogen. This is the Bread of Life a ministry of the International Outreach of Church Partnership Evangelism. Go to traincpe.org to learn about how you can help us reach lost people around the world by raising up evangelists in every place. Or go to breadoflifeboise.org to learn about our missions fellowship in Boise, Idaho. Now to God's Word. If you're going to pray for the kingdom and work to see the kingdom expanded in your age and seek to bring back the king by your witness of him, you should know what the kingdom is. It is Christ present and ruling. So if he rules in you, something of the kingdom is present in your world. A mysterious expression rises in your daily walk with Jesus. And the kingdom, it's great, greater than you can imagine. And you should find a call rising often in your heart saying, Oh God, give me a king to rule over my life and over my world. It was only through this movement of the Spirit upon us transforming us from the inside out that we would then advance through human history the expression of God's kingdom in the world in which we lived. Again, when the Lord Jesus was speaking to those Pharisees, he said, the kingdom does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. And in this we can understand that he's laying down a principle of how his kingdom advances in human history. It would rise from those who submitted to him as king. It would rise as he, the king, began to inhabit and fill their life. It would rise when he came near to them and lived with them and abode within their presence. And then his life would bring out from their life an expression of his kingdom. It would come as they submitted to him as king. He would bring his presence to that person who's been newborn, that person who has received a new life through the Spirit of God, and he would live in them, and he would live through them, the virtues of his kingly life and his rule, and then quietly and imperceptibly, almost invisibly in the world in which they live, the kingdom of God would find its expression. It would be expressed while surrounded by contradictions and resistance and the enemy's attack. And so the Lord Jesus in his parables will say over and over again, the kingdom of heaven is like this, and it's like that, and it's almost always a picture of a resistance and challenges and the enemy's attacks and the difficulties they face. And yet this, this expression of this mysterious form of the kingdom advancing from the presence of the king in their lives. They were expecting this triumphant king with a crown to rise up and come in and this was going to be the king that was going to rescue them. And the Lord Jesus appears before them as this humble carpenter, and they didn't understand it. You tell us where the kingdom is. Well, you won't recognize it, but it's right in the middle of you. The world is actually still expecting this. Some dynamic leader to take hold of them. Churches actually oftentimes try to promote Jesus in that way. They try to pump up the fanfare as loud as possible because if we can just show that we're more triumphant than everybody else, we can demonstrate we've got the kingdom. And No, it's just this quiet, hidden expression of the life, the transforming life of the Savior in us, living within us. He comes first, you might say, crowned with a crown of thorns to bear our sins and agonize and dies for us. He's coming again, but first he expresses himself as this humble Savior who was broken and taken into the cross in order to bear for our sins. 
And this is how the kingdom expression begins to be expressed. Read Mark chapter four. Take your Bibles and turn to Mark chapter four, verses 26 through 29. Because it was this quiet thing, Jesus expresses it as a mystery that oftentimes he expresses it as a mystery that was moving out through human history. Mark chapter four, verses 26 through 29. Jesus writes, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow and he himself does not know how. For the earth yields crop by itself, first the blade then the head, after that, the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. But because the kingdom is spiritual first, it doesn't go forward by systems. It, doesn't, it isn't produced by politics. It's not brought about by advertising campaigns. It's not orchestrated by human endeavor and manipulation. You can't somehow bring the kingdom into reality by your own power and your own effort we should learn from that. Because it's spiritual, it first must grow spiritually. There is a physical evidence of it. There is the blade that comes. There is the full head of wheat that, and the fruit that ultimately reveal itself. But at first, as it progresses and moves forward, it's silent and quiet and you can't always see it because it's the internal working of the Spirit of God in the individual heart. And you can't produce it or try to create it as a product of your strategies. Somewhat mysterious. It works by the Spirit of God. It takes place when the king transforms people with a new birth to be born again, to come into his kingdom. We should pray instead, God, help us be faithful at casting the seed of the good news. Oh, God, let us be faithful in casting that seed in your good time and your planning. Oh, God, please as well, give us the joy, the delight to, to harvest, to bring in a reap a harvest. Jesus is the king. He is, in essence, the kingdom, for he makes it. We don't make him king, we surrender to him as king. And through trusting faith in his good news, he makes us his quiet, hidden kingdom in the age in which we live. That's how it's working right now. That's how it's present. And in the midst of that, there's resistance and there's difficulty, but our lives become this quiet expression and evidence of the king. Here's the fourth thing. Jesus taught that the kingdom stood outside and beyond all of human history. Jesus taught that the kingdom stood outside and beyond all of human history. The kingdom of God is God ruling and reigning. It's larger than Israel, although God has a plan for Israel. It's larger than the church, though right now the church, this little church represents an expression of the kingdom of God. It's larger than you, although you can be an expression, a mysterious expression of God's kingdom. Wherever you go, if Jesus is living within you, you have the kingdom within you. You have the king living within you, and your life becomes this sweet Sublime and can be the sweet, sublime expression of the kingdom. It's larger than all of creation, for it rises out of the eternal greatness of the king. To receive the kingdom and be received of the kingdom is to receive God. It's to be brought into the life of God. The, the full unveiling of this reality lies ahead of us in heavenly glory, but even so, still now, if you've given your life to Jesus Christ and you've received him as your savior and come to him by faith, then the kingdom is residing and resting within you. And it's something that's vast, and it's something that's overflowing, and it's something that has a hallmark of peace and righteousness beyond what you can understand or know. Shocking and wonderful and mysterious. And when you come to the king, he pours out the life of his infinite eternal kingdom. The king comes into you. And he brings to you the reign of this kingdom in your life. And it's, 
It's beyond anything that you can imagine or know, and it's residing there as a great and profound mystery, and it's something that's greater. It's something that's greater than human history. It reflects something that's outside of human history. It's something that resides only in God himself, in the eternal God. Finally, Jesus taught the kingdom of God would prevail in human history one day at the second coming of the Messiah. Jesus taught that the kingdom of God would prevail in human history at the second coming of the Messiah. There can be no doubt when you read the words of the Lord Jesus as he taught about the kingdom that he was teaching that there was something immediate and present in himself that was before the people and the kingdom was right there in their midst. At the same time, there's no doubt that Jesus Christ was also teaching that there was a present expression of the kingdom that advances through our lives as we yield to the king and we live out his rule in our lives in the world in which we live. Mysteriously, there was something present in the kingdom. There's something present in the kingdom right here. But there's also no doubt that he was teaching that there was going to be a realization of the kingdom that was going to come in the ages ahead. Jesus taught us to pray, after all, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's coming, it's ahead of us. This is the age of human history. And in this age of human history, the gospel of the kingdom advances through the mystery of the new birth. And Jesus is drawing out to himself a kingdom of transformed men and women. And when this quiet mystery of the kingdom work is complete, Jesus taught that there was coming a day when he would return and gather all those that he brought into his kingdom, be be with him, and then they would come with him to reign upon the earth as kings, with him being king of kings and lord of lords. And that's how history is going to end. Dramatically, cataclysmically, publicly, Jesus would come to fulfill everything that was told and anticipated of the Messiah King, to reign over all the ages, and to reign to an unending age in the future as the eternal King. One King with one kingdom forever and ever and ever. He taught all those things, all those things about the kingdom. It was mysterious and it was wonderful. But you cannot celebrate and anticipate that coming kingdom. And you cannot anticipate yourself and your delight in that coming kingdom if he's, he's not reigning his king in your heart right now. He hasn't made you and brought you into his kingdom right now. So here's the application very, very quickly. Be born again. Repent of your sin. Let the Spirit of God strip you down into poverty. Let you realize and mourn your lack of ability to save yourself and rescue yourself. Receive with meekness the righteousness that comes from Jesus Christ alone. Cry out to him for mercy. In receiving that mercy, let him produce in you a merciful heart towards others and a pure heart and a peacemaking heart, a righteousness that he'll develop within you that will subject you to the world's persecution. Take upon yourself that mystery. Call upon it. Be born again. Submit to the king as king. Live then quietly and submissively under his rule and believe that in such a way you are mysteriously bringing forward the kingdom to the age in which you live. And live anticipating his reign. Proclaim the gospel. Here be the last one. Proclaim this gospel of the kingdom in all the earth and hasten his return. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then, and then the end will come. That's how we're to live. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. I'd like to ask you, do you know if this king is yours, ruling and reigning in your heart? Do you know the kingdom has come to your life? Your very being is a manifestation, a quiet, powerful manifestation of the rule of the king.
Is your life advancing an expression of that kingdom mysteriously? In the world in which you live, in your home, in your workplace, at your school, is he king? Because he's come to be nothing less. You are either a member of his kingdom or you're part of what it is he is to conquer. Let your prayer be, O God, find me completely and utterly surrendered to you, living in the sweet, wonderful knowledge that you are my king. My heart is your kingdom. Pour out the greatness of your kingship through all my being. And so be glorified as I pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. Well, thank you for listening to the Ministry of the Bread of Life. To learn more about our ministry, let me suggest you go to one of two websites. First, go to traincpe.org, traincpe.org, to learn more about the work we're doing all over the world to equip and engage the body of Christ in personal evangelism, discipleship, and church planting. Or to learn about our work in your community, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, God bless you.